The 452nd edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today and next we're brought to you by game time game time is last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed use promo code cfbx for 20 percent off your first purchase and in honor of veterans day everything in the merch store is 10 percent off with promo code vets that's v-e-t-s all proceeds for the sale will be donated to mission 22 a nonprofit serving those who've served Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 452 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode is going out to a Twitter account, MILFs, Cougars, Mature Babes. <laughs> uh, thank you for supporting our podcast, and we'll do all that we can to support you. Hopefully we get, can get some uh, good synergy going on here. So um, people in the Discord know what I'm talking about, as as does my co-host who just guffed. I, I got a real laugh out of him, which is always the goal here. I'm your host, Jeff Chalksfox, but I tell you, that nickname is, can't stick for much longer. Maybe I have to hit some dogs for it to go away, but I was in a bunch of dogs last week, and this week, spoiler alert, this week does appears to be the same. Um, a lot of interesting lines. I, we'll, we'll get my host in to do more than, than laugh and uh, we'll actually talk about the lines for UFC Vegas 82 aka, AKA UFC Fight Night Allen versus Craig. I found a lot of um advantageous lines, let's put it that way. Let's see what my co-host Daniel Gumby then thinks. Hello. I think that's advantageous too. Also, did they just did that account just like like one of our posts? Like what yes. was the yeah that was the interaction they liked it, it be, they, because they you just titled it. it. I, yeah because of yeah, the way you I, titled it. <laughs> yeah because of the way I titled it. Um, so now I know how to title a podcast to get uh, to get good people. So I, I think we're learning a lot about the metrics and, and we how are. to crack the algorithm. We need more. Elon, we, need, we, we figured need, out your metrics. We need we need more titles that have the word MILF in it. Yep. <laughs> it's all it. about the title. It's true. There you go. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think there's some good lines in here, too. I think, uh, I, I mean, at least the way you're teasing it, I think I probably have less dogs than you. I'm just going to okay. say that. I think based yeah, I on the way I, you're teasing it, I have less dogs. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how many I actually have. I haven't counted, but there's a, a lot of there's a lot of really wide lines this week as opposed to last week. There's a couple of real wide ones. There's a couple of real close ones though too. It, I mean, like it's not like last week, but nothing is really like last. Last week was an anomaly. No, no, that is true. And of course, like I said, we we're talking about UFC Fight Night, Allen versus Craig going down from the UFC Apex. In Las Vegas, uh, in an octagon, 14 fights. Today, we're only covering, not only, it's actually a big prelims. We got, what, six, eight. eight fights today, right? Yes. Eight fights today. There's been some shuffling, last-minute stuff going down, which we will uh, get you up to date on. Uh, some short-notice replacements, that type of thing, as fighters have fallen out of fights and whatnot. So uh, we're left with, uh, actually, we're, we still have 14 fights. We haven't technically, I think maybe we lost one fight, right? One fight got was rumored for this card and it's not happening. I think if I remember, which correctly. one's not, which one's not happening. Wasn't flowers, uh, a Zaytar Oh yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that was canceled a while ago. 
Yeah. Okay. So 14 fights is still, uh, still more than enough. Uh, before we jump into it, thoughts, uh, well, we'll say thoughts in the prelims since today is just our prelim episode. There's like questions, which I enjoy, you know, like I, I think I've always said in these apex ones, I, I just want questions to be answered. And I think there's enough fights that do that either through, you know, guys who are debuting on the card or, you know, like this Jonathan Pierce, Joe Anderson, Britu, like answers good questions about both of those guys. Same with Jose Johnson, Chad and Helliger. Like, I, I think it's, uh, it's good enough to answer questions. Um, uh, yes. and that's what those apex cards are for. Yep. Very, very good uh, good analysis there. All right, let's jump into this, shall we? UC Fight Night, Allen versus Craig. Saturday, November the 18th, 2 p.m. Eastern time. There, there's another positive, especially for Gumby, right? That uh, I may, it, it may be harder for me to watch them at 2 p.m. Uh, I'm going to okay. a an open house of a uh, affiliate uh, jujitsu gym of mine. So of not of mine, of my, where I train. So uh, I, I may be, maybe watching like either delayed or on a big screen somewhere. Yeah. Like it, it might be a little tricky for me. Surprisingly. I, I don't love the earlier one this time for the man who claims to hate all things social. He always has plans every weekend. I don't, much, I don't, right? I don't know about always, but like sometimes yeah. often, often. Yeah. Blame my wife so, in jujitsu. Those are the two things you can blame for my busyness. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was like, whoa, you have an affiliate? What's going on here? Are you some kind of uh, a Veda salesman or, or um, not a Veda? You know, <laughs> are you one of those uh, pyramid uh, scheme salesmen? But no, it's jujitsu, the gentle art. So are you, are you still practicing as often as you were? Not as often. No, I have children. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Pandemic and children kind of ended that, right? Put a damper on how much you do stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forever a purple belt. So close, though. You're so close to a brown belt, aren't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think so. I'm not really in charge yeah. of how close I get to be. No, that's true. <laughs> it's not like a video game. You don't get to see what level you're at or stuff like that. So, all right. Um, killed enough time. Let's jump right into this here fight card. We're starting with a middleweight fight. Now, depending on where you look, there's going to be different fight order. I'm going off topology because that topology is usually uh, pretty reliable and up to date. It doesn't really matter to us though. Well, we're going to break down every fight for you as is, but, um, for those following along at home, we are follow, we're, we're doing the topology order. We're starting with Christian Leroy Duncan versus Dennis Tui Luilin at middleweight. Tui Luilin is coming in here as of what Tuesday, I think. Yeah, yesterday, right? Or Monday? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, he might have known a little bit earlier because I know uh, the other replacement, Oral Buy, is known a little bit longer than the public. Um, yep. So, so, but at the most, like a week's time. Yep. All right. Let's break her down with starting with Tui Luilin. Yes, he's still in the UFC, at least for now. A couple more days. Uh, 11 and 8 with nine knockouts. He's been submitted four times. As I said, it's a short notice. Very, very short notice uh, spot for him. I guess he, he must train in Vegas, right? I would guess so. I was really surprised yeah. to see his name pop up as a replacement guy. Yeah. No, I thought I saw his fight camp, and I think it was one that I maybe... Uh, anyhow, they don't have it on topology. I thought I saw his fight camp and was somewhere like, okay, that makes sense. But anyhow, yeah, I assume he's in Vegas. Uh, he doesn't have to uh, travel uh, across the world um, and and get into the United States. So Tui Luland, uh, I told you stats. Okay, one and three in the UFC so far. He's lost two straight fights and he's won three over his last four conveniently. Uh, used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at welterweight. 
So he's been down a couple weight classes. 2013 Pro MMA debut. More active landing strikes than Duncan and better grappling stats than Duncan. Duncan's only fought a couple times in the UFC, though, so a small sample size. Tui Lulin has been outstruck in the UFC by 0.79 strikes per minute by his opponents. He's at plus 300. Christian Leroy Duncan, one of the best nicknames in the biz. Do you remember what it is? Um. Oh, yeah. It's just, is it just his initial CLD? CLD. Uh, now, if, if John went by CLV, that would be a good nickname. Because not his and it means something. Yeah, CLD, yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, all right, CLD Duncan. Uh, I guess you don't need the Duncan. I'll just say CLD. He's eight and one, six knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. One and one in the UFC. He did lose his last fight after winning his UFC debut. Was the Cage Warriors champion before all of this? If he's fought at a high level before the UFC, inch of height, two inches of reach on Tui Luilin. Uh, key here possibly is other than short notice is he's seven years younger. Um, I always hammer on the. The age stat, but it's it is a pretty big factor. Fighters five years younger or more than an opponent win sixty three percent of the time. This year is at sixty four, so a little bit, a little bit higher this year. Just something to keep in mind. Um, now I got to go back to my tab. Not doing it. Here we go. Uh, Duncan's also got better striking stats than Tui Luilin. However, he's been outstruck over his two UFC fights by almost a strike and a half a minute. He's at minus one point four eight, and on the betting boards minus four hundred. All these. Odds, uh, actually, all, all the odds for the fights other than the two short notice ones are from our friends at Bet365. Okay, go ahead. So I, I like Christian Leroy Duncan in this fight. I, I think, uh, you know, like you, you mentioned the stats not looking particularly good. A lot of that is the loss to Armin Petrosian, who is, mm-hmm. you know, a noted kickboxer, right? Like he looks really good on the feet uh, and it's been really crisp. I will tell you, I wouldn't like Christian Leroy Duncan if he was fighting anybody with, uh, either a chin or the ability to take somebody down. And lucky for him, they found him Dennis Toy Luland, uh, who has neither of those things, the ability to take anybody down or a chin. He's just like hateable, um, you know, has shorter arms, is taking this on no notice. We'll probably have, you know, all the water sucked out of his brain and we'll just, you know, he'll just light him up. So like, this is a great replacement for him. Um, also, the intern told me that Toy Luland trains at American Top Team in Coconut Creek, Florida. So not close well, across to the Vegas. country, but yeah, not, not close to Vegas, but like, no. uh, still doesn't have to worry about visas and stuff like that. So, uh, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm going Duncan here. Uh, he, he should roll easily. I, I'm not sure. I'm even hashtag throwing him in a parlay at negative 400, but like, you know, I might look for him in a, in a, like a daily fantasy lineup or something. Perhaps a prop. You, you're talking about brains being sucked out. Uh, perhaps yeah, I mean, he, he should prop. get knocked out I and mean, he's got a terrible chin as we've seen time and time again. So like, yeah, he should knock him out. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm taking Duncan as well. Short notice is, is a big stat. Obviously I always harp on. It's what we're, I think it's actually gotten even better in our favor for short notice. Uh, short notice actually 36%. That's what we're at. 36% of the time short notice people win the fights. It's not just that though. Duncan is a better fighter, <laughs> which helps uh, to do then not, not that impressive in the UFC. Um, short notice and he's fighting a guy way younger than him and he's going to have a, a slight size advantage. So I think all the boxes are, um, are ticked in CLD's favor. So obviously he is the pick, um, before we move on the, all the boxes are ticked in our vets merch sale as well. In honor of veterans day, everything in the merch store is 10% off with the promo code vets V E T S all pre- proceeds from this sale will be donated to mission 22, a nonprofit serving those who have served. So support a great cause and score this week here. Store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code VETS. Get a hat like mine. All right. Bet365. We are brought to you by Bet365, and they are providing the odds. We are 
breaking down uh, on the uh, on the podcast today and tomorrow. But 365 is the world's favorite sports book, trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. That's more people that even listen to us. That's almost more people than 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 that watch uh, one championship. Not quite, but but close. Uh, props, sides, totals, live betting. Bet three sixty five has you covered. And if you like boosts, you're gonna love Bet three sixty five. Like a thirty percent profit boost on your NFL same game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up seventeen points. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers: either thousand dollar no sweat bet or bet five dollars get a hundred and fifty in bonus bets. That would be dollars. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Or use the sign-up link in our show's bio. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, and MMA, I should mention, this is an MMA podcast after all. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Gubby, do you have an underdog play for any sport? Because you are a master of all sports. Yeah, if this is coming out on uh, this is coming out on Wednesday, so on yep. Thursday, uh, I'll take the. Well, let's do something fun with the Thunder. I won't just use Chet Holmgren all the time. So let's go with uh, Josh Josh Giddy. Uh, give me Josh Giddy's points, rebounds, and assists. The higher than. Are you becoming an OKC Thunderman? I mean, they are very fun. Are they not? Yes. Like they are they very are. fun to watch. <laughs> are the Bulls not your team? Which is not a good they, thing right now. They are, they are my team still. Yeah. I will forever not be a, a Bulls thing. fan, but it's not. Yeah, like Alex Caruso is like the upside. Like, what are we going to get for him in a trade? <laughs> exactly. Alex Caruso is good. He's the one player they actually should keep, uh, other than him getting hurt all the time. Um, so watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over our Underdog's mobile app or our website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And now back to the fights. All right, we're going down, down, down to featherweight Lucas Alexander from Brazil versus Jaka Sergi from Indonesia. One, a, do we have any other Indonesians in the UFC? I think he might be the only one. Yeah. We shall see how long he remains the only one. <laughs> Not because they're going to add more Indonesians. Anyhow, um, do you know his nickname, Dan? I want you I to don't. say it. No, I C. Tendon Jan Mout is his nickname. Three words. Okay. okay. You can tell us what it means or you're good with that or. Nah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm good with it. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. Good. I don't know what it means. I'm, I'm, it's probably like something to do with his gym or something. That's, that's how they roll over there usually. Right. Yeah. That's usually Thailand, but sure. Yeah. All right. Sergi, 13 three. Yeah. I know it's more Thailand. <laughs> um, Gumby could not care less. He's supposed to be the, the uh, nickname guy, but no, he does not care. Um, all right. I'm going to tell you what Sergi, we're going to call him Sergi anyway, because it's easier to say than that nickname. He is 13 and three, eight knockouts, four submissions. So he does finish a lot of people, especially for a lightweight class. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. So he's never gone to the decision and lost a fight either. Uh, 0 1 in the UFC, 5 1 over his last six. He did lose his last fight. He went 2 0 on the road to the UFC tournament and then lost in the finals. He's fight at lightweight. He was actually at lightweight for the tournament, was he not, if I remember correctly? Yeah. Okay. Uh, striking, he's outstruck his opponents. I, that would be all three of the opponents he's had. Cause I think the road to the UFC, we have stats for that as well. He's at plus 0.21 strikes per minute. He's got better grappling stats than Alexander plus 380. The lion is Alexander's nickname 
far not as cool as Sarah G's nickname. Not at all. Eight and three with three knockouts. He's been submitted three times, so he's been finished in all of his losses. One one in the UFC. He's taking this fight on short notice. Not quite as short as everyone is this week, but uh, short notice none, nonetheless. Six and one over his last seven. Did win his last fight. Three inches taller, four inches reach on Sarah G. Better striking, more active landing strikes. He's got a positive strike differential of 3.29 strikes per minute, minus 500. It shows the gap in, in skill here that a short notice guy is minus 500 in this fight. So uh, I'm still taking Alexander. He's just the better fighter here, Sarah G. I don't think is UFC caliber, at least not at this point. I think he's dangerous though. So I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm not sitting here telling you I'm going to take Jekas Reggie, but like, I, I do think he's dangerous. Like if you've watched all of his fights, you know, lots of remember, remember we talked about floof the other day. Uh, we talked about uh, yes, yes. fighters who've, yep. who've got a lot of floof. <laughs> yep. sereggi has got a lot of floof. There's a lot of stuff he does um, that that's maybe a little bit questionable. Like he, he should not be going, spinning back kick spinning back kick spinning back kick back to back to back uh but that's what he does um and and sometimes it's like not the smartest move he doesn't do things he ought to do but with that being said uh, he's fighting the worst possible opponent for that lucas alexander is a guy who puts together combinations does a nice one two um picks people i mean like go back and watch his fight um was steven ocho peterson he fought last um, when he fought Steven Ocho Peterson, he just walked him down through great combinations, stayed out of range. Like it was a technical clinic. So against the guy who's going to like waste a lot of energy and throw a lot of flashy stuff, I trust that he's not the type of guy to get clipped. If you feel any inkling that you may need to take Jekka Seregi in this fight at plus 400, you might as well just double down on it and pick him by knockout. Um, Cause you're going to get like, you know, I, I don't see the odds posted for that yet. You're going to get to like six to one, eight to one on him by knockout. You might as well play that because he's not winning any other way. Um, but officially, I'm taking Lucas Alexander. I think he's probably a, a good piece for a parlay somewhere, too. Sarah G is definitely a, uh, a button masher in video games, right? Yes. He's playing fighting games. He, yeah, he's, he's bat mash bashing all the buttons. He's just like a Tekken character, pretty much. Yeah, like he's just, yeah, just going to spin a whole bunch of all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> but find a move that works and then you spam it. Um, yeah. That's the way it goes. All right. We are moving up to actually down in weight up up in the fight card. It's a flyweight fight. Charles Johnson versus Rafael Estevam. Speaking of amazing nicknames, here we go. Um, it wouldn't be Estevans. It would be Johnson's energy. I N N E R G. Gumby does know what this one means because the man himself explained it to you. Did you not? It's about his energy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's on the Top Turtle MMA podcast. One of the uh one of the amazing episodes from in the archives. Check it out. I'm sure it's in the archives still, right? Yeah, all of them are in the archive. You could go back. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can go back and listen to the early ones. You can go back and listen, listen to the ones where episode one with with Charles Boston Strong Rosa. There you go. Listen to the episodes I guest hosted on, or guest our guest guested on. Um, yeah, definitely listen to anyone with a galaxy brain type fighter on it because they're yeah, always yeah. the best. Um, Vanessa like energy, for instance. energy. Yep. Um, um, who's the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, the bandweight Peyton Tall. No, the bandweight. Oh, Kyler, Kyler Phillips. <laughs> Kyler Phillips. He's even got an awesome galaxy name, too. Yes, that Kyler agent. Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Um, galaxy brain hair. He's amazing. That guy. All right, energy. We're talking about though. He's 13 and five, five knockouts, four submissions. He's never been finished in a fight. Two and three in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights before that. He won two straight fights. Uh, was the LFA champion before he came into the UFC. I think he, he was a short notice guy that got into the UFC, right? I think so. I like think, he was an yeah. LFA champions are like the first, time, especially flyweight. Yeah. 
Like yep. pretty much anybody who's ever won an LFA flyweight title, except for Cody Davis, who has the belt right now is in the UFC. Well, not too bad. Short notice uh, replacement. He's uh, under sixth UFC fight. So at least he's scratched out a bit of a career here for himself. Uh, used to fight at Bantamweight. One, three and one as a pro boxer, an inch taller, an inch of reach on Estevam. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.48 strikes per minute. He's at plus 125. Estevam Makapa is the nickname. Gumby? Is that a bird? I think it is. Are you not my go-to guy anymore for nicknames? I thought it, I thought I have it. Like if, if I don't, <laughs> I, if I don't have it, call me on it, but I think it's a bird. It's a city in Brazil. Actually. I don't know if that's why his nickname is that, but I guess I was wrong. Maybe I don't have that one. Oh, hear that. Everybody? I, got, he I got the net. I got the next one though. So he admits it. He admits it as, as the meme goes. Um, all right. Macau, you got the next one. Okay, good. Yeah. We just, you just talked about it on your podcast coming up. I know. All right. Macap is 11 and 0, no disputing over that. Four knockouts, three submissions. This is his UFC debut. He's won two straight fights via finish. He's been out of action since September of 2022. He was on your podcast this week, right? Am I imagining things? He was on it, right? Nope. You're imagining no. things. <laughs> I am imagining. He wasn't like, he, no, it was, it was the next guy who had the eye surgery. No, never mind. Scratch all that. Um, why has Estevan been out of action since September 2022? Do you know that answer? It wasn't eye surgery. I think injuries and then like visa okay. issues both back to back. Okay. One no on the contender series. He used to fight at Bantamweight, five years younger than Johnson. Better striking stats, more active landing strikes, but this is based off of his one contender series fight in which he outstruck his opponent by 6.07 strikes per minute. That'll win you some fights. Uh, he's at minus, I got two different lines here. He's minus 150 sounds right, right? Right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, All right. My turn. I'm taking Estevam. Yes. Uh, you know, you mentioned the younger thing. I think that's a big piece to it. And also yep. just like the big thing to that to me is, you know, you, you said the striking stats are better, but if you go back and you watch that contender series fight for Estevam, it's not that he's good at striking from range. It's just that he's never at range. Um, like he, he's just in on a takedown 30 seconds into the fight every single time. And his last fight, he fought, uh, Joel Elias it, in like, Elias is a great grappler. He's like a dangerous submission specialist. And he was like, do you know what I should do? I should grapple this guy furiously from the start to the end of this fight. Um, and he did so and wore him out and looked great doing it. Excellent scrambles, phenomenal top control, constant pressure and constant striking. Like, and, and when you look at Johnson, you know, you mentioned a two fight losing streak for Johnson. He got taken out 11 times in his last fight. And I'm not saying Estevam is Cody Durden because Cody Durden keeps proving to be tougher and tougher every single time we see him fight. But Estevam is that's like is going to go to the wrestling as much as Cody Durden did. So I trust him and I think his submission game is better than Durden. So uh yeah give me Estevam here. In Gumby I trust as well Estevam obviously is is the pick here. Um yeah Johnson you know maybe had some problems he, he probably got to the UFC a little late um maybe not Maybe no, I'm just thinking I, about it. I agree seems... with you that. I think a little late. Okay. How old is he? He's, he seems a little old. That's all. Yeah, and he did good things on the regional scene too. Like it's it's worth yeah. noting that he was like beating up good guys down there and fighting high level yeah. competition. But sometimes, like while that's really great and it gave him the experience, like sometimes age is a bigger factor than anything else. Yeah, especially at flyweight. So anyhow, Estevam is our pick, as is game time. With all our all our winnings, we can go to uh, and all your winnings because everyone here is going to uh, be tagging along with us as well. Game time is the spot to go for your tickets, last minute tickets, anytime tickets. It's the place to go because game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. 
Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more, a.k.a. MMA. Game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data and training parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. We did the research. We're going to win. With our next fight, up a weight class bantamweight, Chad and Helliger, a Canadian versus... Jose Johnson, this was the man who was on Gummy's podcast this past week, spoke about his eye surgery, vision uh, correction surgery, spoke about his nickname. But, oh, and Helliger, he was on your podcast as well. Gumby two-time these guys. Uh, I'll tell you about and Helliger first. He is the monster. 12 and 6, 7 knockouts, 3 submissions. He's been submitted 5 times, so that appears to be his weakness. 1-1 in the UFC, 1-0 contender series, 10-1 and over his last 11. That's impressive. His loss did come in his last fight. That was back in September of 2022. Was he injured as well? Um, And Helliger, yeah, he had, yeah. he had a couple of, like, nagging smaller injuries. Okay. Um, regional champion, 2010 Pro MMA debut, more active landing strikes than Johnson. He's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 0.2 strikes per minute. He's at plus 170. Lobo, Solitaro, Lone Wolf. Correct. Yeah, correct. If you want to know the basis to that, it's kind of a sad story, actually. Um, listen to the Top Trade Alignment podcast. Uh, Johnson, 15 and 8, seven knockouts, three submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted four times. 0 1 in the UFC, 3 1 over his last four, including winning his last fight. Via, oh, sorry, he lost his last fight via submission, but the man was blind. 1 0 in the contender series, used to fight at Featherweight, was a regional champion, six inches of height, seven inches of reach, nine years younger than then Helliger. He outstruck his contender series and UFC opponents by 0.44 strikes a minute. He's also one no in Muay Thai professionally minus 200. Johnson is my pick, obviously size and youth. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that, but um, yeah, especially uh, at this low weight class, he's just going to be way too big for N Helliger. And I think he's a better fighter uh, to boot. So uh, Johnson is my pick, especially now that he can see more than the shadows. It's, it's so much like I'm not a I'm not a size and youth guy the same way you are, right? Like I'm not yeah. one who just like, oh yeah, he's big and he's young. Like give me that guy all the time. <laughs> um but like he's he's what'd you say, six inches taller? <laughs> in, yep. Like yeah, seven inches reach. And it's it, it's one thing if it's you're going into that fight and you're like, you know, and and Helliger could wrestle him, but actually I think Johnson has the wrestling advantage. Uh, like if you watch Johnson on his fight on Contender Series, who do you fight? Jack Cartwright. Um, and I Sounds know it right. didn't shine. Yeah, I know it didn't shine through in the Demon Blackshear fight, but like we know Demon Blackshear is a freaking animal now. Um, but like in that Jack Cartwright fight, he out wrestled Jack Cartwright and looked phenomenal doing it. So like he might have a slight wrestling advantage in six inches of height, and now he can see who he's boxing. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah, I want I want Jose Johnson. Yeah, give me him on this fight. 
And he thinks he's a better wrestler. At least I, I know fighters are going to say these things regardless, but on your podcast, he seemed pretty, um, he's got pretty assured of his, yeah, faith yeah, yeah that's worth something. Yep. All right. We're, we're, we've agreed in every fight so far. Let's see if we continue here. This one's a bit of a tough one. So maybe we won't. This is a featherweight fight. Jonathan Pierce versus Joanne Anderson, Brie two. Um, very fun fight. Could be fight of the night type fight. Let's uh, tell you about Brie two first to borrow to borrow. Am I saying it wrong? It's a shark. To bow. To bow. That's right. It's Brazilian. To bow. Um, they, they have a weird relationship with ours in Brazil. Um, he is. Is it B2 then? <laughs> it is no, it's, it's it? Bree 2. Yeah. Yes. All oh, those Brazilians on their R's. Uh, he is 15, 3 and 1, 6 knockouts, 7 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. 3 and 1 in the UFC. He's won three straight fights, all via finish. One low in contender series, used to fight at lightweight, 2013 Pro MMA debut, an inch reach, three years younger than Pierce. He's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 1.1 strikes per minute, and he's at 110 on the board. Some some uh, coincidences there. Plus 110 is the number for Brie 2. Uh, Pierce, JSP, the sacrilegious nickname. 14 and 4, nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. Five and one in the UFC, he's won five straight fights. He's not lost since October 2019. Used to fight at lightweight. Used to fight at bantamweight. Now he's right in the middle. One known contender series. Two and all in Bellator. Four inches taller than Brie two. Better striking stats. More active landing strikes and better grappling stats. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.45 strikes per minute. Very impressive there. Minus 138. I'm interested in your pick here, Gumby. Go ahead. I'm going JSP. Uh, I'm I, going Brie two. There we go. We just dis- we disagreed. I kind of thought you might, but it, it's also weird to me that you're not taking the big long. Younger? Did you say younger guy? Your big long uh, no. younger? No, better stats. Younger. Uh, better, way better stats. Um, I the thing is, so I, I like like Britu in some of the fights I've seen him in. It, it's like infrequent that he fights correctly. Um, in fact, he's given fights away before. Right? Was it? Um, it was Senior Perfecto. Right? He lost to and just fought like an absolute clown the whole fight. Um, and, and didn't wrestle when he very could well have wrestled. And then he turned around and did what he was supposed to against Lucas Alexander. Then he 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 got comfortable punching again and beat was it Andre Feely? I wish I had these yep. records in front of me. I'm I'm think I'm remembering his career correctly. Uh, but it always seems like he's fighting the wrong way. Whereas JSP fights very smart and very technically. And when you have that big of a size advantage, and it's worth noting JSP good on the ground too and good at stuffing takedowns. I think like Britu's only path to victory is a big mean overhand right here. Uh, and I don't think he's going to land it. So give me JSP here. I think he pokes him apart for longer, and he probably tires him out. I, I don't know that uh, Torbao can go that long. We shall see. Sharks can go forever, is, is what I'm saying, at least. So, um, yeah, I'm going Brie 2. Better striker, more power um, on the feet. But, um, yeah, like you said, not always the smartest fighter. And, um Pierce we love low definitely... life fight IQ. We love low yeah, fight IQ. Yeah, apparently, yes. Apparently. <laughs> Big fans. Um, and um uh, JSP is is the better grappler, or at least he's more willing to to grapple than uh than Brie 2 is. Um so yeah, it, tough fight, but um I'm sticking with my pick. There's one of my dogs, and Gumby does not have that dog, so there you go. Um, all right, we're going all the way up to the big boys now. Heavyweights, Mick Parkin versus Kai. Kyle Machado, a Brazilian Canadian who was on Gumby's podcast this week. Gumby had everybody on his podcast this week. Can tell you about Machado first. Bigfoot. It's a nickname. Eight, one and one, four knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in any fight. This is his UFC debut. One no contender series. 
seven straight fights. He's not lost seven straight wins. Excuse me. He's not lost since November of 2018 was a regional champion in Canada. Better striking stats and more active landing strikes than Parkin. This is all based off of one fight, though. Uh, he outstruck his opponent on the contender series by almost seven strikes a minute. He's at plus 6.94 strikes per minute. He's at plus 275. Parkin, 7-0, five knockouts, one submission, 1-0 in the UFC, 1-0 contender series, regional champion. An inch of reach on Machado. Based on the last weigh-ins, he, was eight, he weighed eight pounds heavier than Machado did for his last fight. He's a year younger. He's outstruck his two opponents by 2.95 strikes a minute. Better grappling stats. One knows a kickboxer professionally, minus 350. Big dog here. Let's go big dog here, Kamachado. Um, I know people, you know, I, I, I answered a question in the Discord. I think it was our guy Crunch saying, is there any reason I shouldn't just back the truck up to Mick Parkin? And I said, I don't know who I'm picking yet. This was, you know, a week or two ago. But don't back the truck up because what is Mick Parkin shown us? Right? He beat Beba Zhao. Um, in his fight on Contender Series. Bibijau beating the crap out of him on the feet, just decides to wrestle, gets countered, rear naked show. Then he fights maybe the most boring fight in the world against Jamal Pogues, uh, where Pogues looked like he had no energy left, like a minute and a half into the second round. Uh, and then we get, so we got Parkin as a massive favorite over Machado, who I think people are counting out because he himself had a really boring fight, right? His fight with Kevin Zaflarski, which we all thought was never going to earn him a contract. And it was mostly just like Zaflarski broke his hand early in that fight and was then just like, I'm just going to walk around this cage and you can chase me if you want. Um, but if you look at Machado on the regional scene, like he's got good wrestling, he's got good top control. It's not going to be one of those things where he tries to wrestle Mick Parkin and fails so miserably and winds up on bottom. I actually think he's one of the few heavyweights we see use combinations really well. Like he uses a jab and like a one-two really well, um, which you don't see like heavyweights who move nicely and use jabs. Parkins probably got a power advantage, but like I think Machado is a more complete fighter, and if getting him at almost three to one is definitely worth it. He's my pick as well, not just because he's look at he's you. Gonna, no, <laughs> well, Mick Parkins not good. He's not. We're, we're not a fan of his. <laughs> and I, I don't mean to be mean about it either, but like if I'm gonna pay negative three hundred on a heavyweight fight, I better at least believe that that heavyweight doesn't suck. And yeah. I'm not saying he sucks. But I'm not, I'm also saying I don't know that he doesn't, you know. Yep. So like, uh, I, I'm not paying negative three hundred for any any guy at heavyweight who looks like that. Speaking of sucking and not very good, let's move <laughs> to the next fight, shall we? Women's bantamweight. Um, Lucy Putilova versus Eileen Perez, the greatest. She was the greatest featherweight of uh, in women's fighting. I guess she's the greatest bantamweight now. I hope she's um, okay going down to bantamweight yeah. after being the greatest yeah. featherweight of all time. It's true. It's true. Um, all right. Bullet Putilova. Uh, 14 and 8. Three knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted one time. Three and six in the UFC over two stints. However, she's 3-1 over her last four. She did lose her last fight, though. There's another however there. Uh, was a regional champion. Used to fight down at flyweight. Three inches height, one inch reach on Perez. She's barely a striker UFC opponents, but she's in the positive in the strike differential, plus 0.02 strikes per minute, plus 170. Eileen Perez, her nickname's listed as Nirmaga Madoff. Is that true? Have you heard anything I mean, about I, that? I bet you she changed it to that. Oh, I bet hard yeah, money yeah. she changed it to that. All of <laughs> hard her, like, money. All of her Instagram posts right now call herself like she Habib or something like Shabib. Oh, um, or Eileen Nirmaga Madoff. Like all of them yep. are like hashtag that. Because she took down yeah. Ashley Evans Smith seven times. 
<laughs> yep. All right, Eileen Nurmagomedov. Uh, her number one fan is uh, Eileen Nurmagomedov. Uh, she's eight and two, four knockouts, one submission. She's been submitted one time, one and one in the UFC, three and one of her last four, just like Pudalova. However, she did win her last fight. Guess where she was the champion two times, Gumby? Samurai Fight House. Samurai Fight House. Used to fight at flyweight and featherweight. Maybe she was the greatest flyweight too. We might have missed that. Uh, better striking stats, better grappling stats than Pudalova, based off a small sample size. Uh, she's outstruck her two UFC opponents by almost two strikes a minute, plus 1.97, minus 200. This one's basically just like the last fight we just broke down. Um, <laughs> I was going to pick Perez, and like, but Perez is not good. Pudalova looks like she's not good just with the record and stuff, but you know she's been doing okay recently. She won and... that last fight, though. Let's not play revisionist history all the time. She beat <laughs> Jocelyn Edwards in handedly. Like, I bet you if you go to MMA decisions, which I don't have the tab open now because now that we use – a different recording software. I can't have multiple tabs open without my, my voice getting all crackly. But like, uh, if you, I bet you if you go to MMA decisions, I would be surprised if any M MMA media member outside of somebody for sure dog or MMA mania <laughs> has that fight for, uh, Jocelyn Edwards. Like there's no way anybody who's like saying it at judging fights thought that that fight went to anybody. Uh, but Lucy Poodle, like she won that fight. And so even given that, like, if I was rolling out Jocelyn Edwards for this fight, right? If Jocelyn Edwards versus Aileen Perez, I'm picking Jocelyn Edwards. And I think she just lost to Lucy Pudalova. Pudalova's great in the clinch. She's got good elbows. She absolutely rips people on the feet. All she's got to do is stuff a couple of bad takedowns from Aileen Perez, and she's going to win this fight super easy. So, yeah, I love the dog money here on Lucy Pudalova. First of all, shots fired, uh, MMA mania and sure dog. Um, it's been a while since you crapped on sure dog. I agree with They're you. Both here. terrible, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you here. I am in on, uh, poodle love as well. I was just blindly picking Perez. I'm like, all right, fine. Um, now they're more that great, but I'm like, why am I paying minus 200 for a fighter who's really not good? And I know that. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, the intern just got back to me. Um, yes. I would like to report that, uh, sure dog. Uh, had four guys uh, judging the fight as MMA media had one uh, and all of them still scored the fight for Pudalova because there were 15 uh, media members and not a single one gave it to Jocelyn Edwards. Um, so to go. my point, that one was a little bit of a robbery. Uh, Pudalova should be coming off of a win here. There you go. Regardless, we're picking her uh, for this fight. Now we're to the main event or, or so we think the main event of the prelims. As it stands on topology, it is a men's lightweight fight, Brazil versus USA. Nicholas Mota, Brazil, Trey Ogden, comma, USA. Um, all right, Ogden, the Samurai Ghost is the nickname. Have you talked to him about that nickname? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. You should, and if you haven't heard it, I can't do it justice in two minutes. Um, so you yeah. should just go back and find him talking about that because it's uh it's pretty, it's a pretty intense story. Well, I'm uh Really good at retaining, apparently, because I don't remember it. So, anyhow, um, all right. Uh, the Samurai Ghost is 16 and 6, 11 submissions. Uh, he's been submitted himself three times live by the sword, die by the sword, perhaps, or live on the mat, die on the mat. He is one and two over his last three. Loss, win, loss was the pattern. Was a regional champion, used to fight at welterweight, one no on Bellator, two inches height, two inches of reach on Moda. Better grappling stats than Moda. He is outstruck. Or sorry, he's been outstruck over his three UFC fights by 1.47 strikes per minute, plus 110. So we got a close one here. Iron Mota, 13 to 5 with nine knockouts. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. So he's been finishing all his losses. One and two in the UFC, one in all contender series. 
Loss win loss for him as well over his last three. He got knocked out in his last fight. One and one on the ultimate fighter, regional champion, used fight at featherweight, 2012 pro MMA debut, four years younger than Ogden. He's been outstruck by his opponents by 1.31 strikes per minute in the UFC and contender series. He's at minus 138. Finish us off, Gumby. I think it's your turn. Is it not? Is it my turn? No, I, I picked. Uh, oh, okay. I picked it, can be, yes. it can be me. We got we got off track somewhere there because if we're eight, you should have been the last one. So I must have done two that's, in a row at some point. True. Whatever. Um, I'm going Moda here. Um, a couple too. of reasons. A couple of reasons. I like. Uh, so we only disagreed on JSP nope. versus Britu. That's interesting. Yep. Um, I, I like Trey Ogden. I like a lot of things about Trey Ogden. He's tough. He's a grinder. He's got good takedowns. The problem is, is I think Moda is just a little bit too tough to allow those takedowns. And granted, we haven't gotten a big sample size of, of wrestling from him in the UFC. I think he has never attempted a takedown, and I think he's one of one trying to defend them. From what I've seen from him on the regional scene, he looks like a competent grappler. He looks like he can stuff a couple of Trey Ogden's takedowns and really has only been losing when he gets like violently knocked out, right? Trey Ogden, not like a big puncher. So like probably a good spot for Moda in that way. Um, and then I'll also just say this, I don't want to write Trey Ogden off because of what's going on in his life in terms of training, but he now is a full-time coach. He's like regularly traveling to coach and corner people. He basically got all of the glory MMA people who didn't like travel to other huge gyms. Like if you're, you know, like if you're thinking of Brandon Moreno, Brandon Moreno, right. Wound up at, uh, uh Fortis MMA. And like we saw some other guys move to Vegas and stuff like that. But the ones who stayed in the area, the ones who stayed in the, what was it, Kansas City area, now train at Marathon MMA, which is coached by Trey Ogden. He's the head coach there. He's the James Krause there. And we kind of always know with people who are, you know, started coaching and are now putting that much work into coaching, it does seem to leech off their own personal coach, you know, like own personal training. So I'm worried a little bit about that for Trey Ogden, and it's enough to sway me fully to go to Moda here. Yeah, Moda is my pick as well. Um, should be all stuff takedowns, and he's got the power um, to make Ogden pay once uh, this turns into a striking battle. So Moda is the pick. Nice number on him too, right? We're happy with that I, number? Yeah, I'm, like, yeah I'm, I'm fine with that one. It, it's probably anyway. lined correctly. Okay. All right, let's recap, and then we'll get out of your ear holes and eye holes both uh we both have moto we both have pudulova we both have machado gummy has pierce as a britu because i like clowns apparently we both have johnson both have estevam we both have alexander we both have duncan boom there's all eight prelims back tomorrow with the main card and our fancy place uh discord is the place to be sportsgummypodcast.com slash discord get in there and chat with us twitter sgp and mma gumby vreeland Jeff Fox writer are the handles. I'm Jeff Fox writer on Instagram as well. Gummy's top turtle podcast. We told you about already. We told you, we tell all three people that are on it or not. You uh, have, I think we mentioned them all. Kyle Machado, Jose Johnson, yep. Chad and Helliger yep. all pop right. by. Right. They all popped by all good interviews as per usual. And my uh, Substack, stack money. I'm made at substack.com. Subscribe, enter my free pick em contest every week. Um, get all my MMA writings in your inbox. And of course, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all things in the sports gambling sphere and sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So we can help you help us crush corporate gambling. We'll be back tomorrow. I won't be a Lobo Solitario. So Solitario tomorrow. No, I'll have uh, my to bow to bow with me, my shark, Gumby Breland. And we will give you all the winning picks for uh, the main card then. But 